Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Odd 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. good welcome back to simpin after dark it's your girl ashley mendoza back with another solo episode episode three of season five welcome back everyone day ones new listeners i'm so excited to have new listeners and if you are listening for the first time simpin after dark is a podcast where basically i just pick a song a new song every episode sometimes r&b mostly r&b but sometimes i'll do anything else pretty much anything that i can get into anything where the lyrics get me in my feelings whether it's a sad episode or like a little bit toxic or super simpy love all that shit it really just depends on what is inspiring me at the moment what's catching my eye what is the discourse on social media you know because i'm on twitter tiktok instagram so there's always things that i want to address i've been talking about euphoria lately so that has been fun i did watch the season finale so there are going to be some spoilers on this episode because i am going to get into it a little bit and also last week i introduced two new segments pick me patrol because i want to save the world and pick me's are holding us back so i'm always just like you know on the internet and see some shit that girls say or like guys say and like there will always be some girls just like embarrassing themselves embarrassing women as a whole so i'm a i'm not gonna expose them particularly because i don't want to like drag anyone single person because this is more about like a cause like i'm like dead ass serious this is a cause like pick me's it's not cool you are really holding us back okay so i'm gonna call out what they say and just get into why it's so just like fucked up on so many levels and then another new segment was like my let me clear something up corner i don't know what it is i don't really have a title for it yet but it's basically just me expanding on something i said on the last episode or like maybe on tiktok or anything that you guys brought to my attention that you want me to talk more about But now for the song today, I'm going to be doing a song called Ain't Easy by Money Long. 
It is off her EP Public Displays of Affection, which she dropped in November last year. It's like eight songs. It's short, it's sweet to the point, it's R&B, and it's just really good. It's so emotional and just real, you know? There's a lot of lyrics that are just very relatable. From the beginning, like the first song is called No R&B, even though it is very R&B, but it's just saying like, yeah, like I may be like this like cute R&B chick, but I'll fucking beat your ass if you come trying to talk to my man because I know it's not him, it's you. So like back up or you'll get fucked up. So yeah, very relatable. And then Ain't Easy is song four on the album. It's not the most popular one. Actually, Hours and Hours has been popping on like TikTok and just in general, which is a really amazing song. She did like a genius lyric video about it and she sang it and her voice is just as amazing. So I was just like, damn bitch. So I had to like go back and listen to the album again. And I was literally this close to doing Hours and Hours. Like I just changed my mind and decided I'm gonna do Ain't Easy. Just cause thematically, Hours and Hours is all about just like being super fucking in love and all about a person and little sexual but sensual and just like deep and cute as fuck, right? But I kind of want to talk about that on a future episode. I just asked you guys on Instagram stories if you could like let me know what is the most romantic, thoughtful date that someone has ever planned for you. So if you didn't catch my story, just go DM me and let me know. And then probably next time I record, I'll be talking about that. So yeah, that's why I didn't pick hours and hours last minute. I was like, let me talk about Ain't Easy, which is basically about just love not being easy because yeah, it's just not easy. Like love is hard. So let's be real and I'm gonna talk about it. Also something I was like, what? When I was looking into Money Long, I found out that actually she has been in the game for like over 10 years. Like she has songwriting credits, like going all the way back. She has other albums under her actual name, which is Priscilla Renee. So she actually just switched it up and adopted the name Money Long, which she has said in an interview that Money Long is like the real her and that like her actual government name, Priscilla Renee, is like her persona, like her professional like songwriter persona that she kind of started out with but then realized like I need to be in the spotlight. Like she was writing all these songs for people and it was coming from like such personal place from her like culturally especially that she felt like kind of bad giving these songs away and she was like I need to like be in the forefront. These need to be my songs. So she took on the name Money Long and it fits her so amazingly and she's super talented so I can't wait to hear more of her music but if you haven't checked out Public Displays of Affection yet it's really good. Um let me play a clip actually of Ain't Easy before I get into it. So love for you ain't easy. Hey, hey, hey. I really thought it would be. Yes, alright, so it's pretty short lyrically, it's also not too much, it's like two verses and like the chorus. So I love that it's just sweet and to the point and just super real. So verse one just says, L is for every time I look at you I'm stuck because I don't understand why you love me so much. So, you know, starting out cute. O is for why can't we get over it and get back to loving and fucking and shit. 
gets vicious. V is for vicious. So now we're like starting to take a turn. Like, oh wait, I thought this was like a love song. She says, when you get angry, I'm all kinds of bitches. And then the E is for every time it happens, I want to quit. But I love you so much. The cognitive dissonance. So I love that it just like switched up from, oh, it's a cute little love song to like, wait. And it's just, you know, two sides of the same coin. Like love is very beautiful, but as beautiful as love can be, it can also get just as messy. So I love a song that can acknowledge that in the same beat. Like, yes, love is beautiful and I fucking can love you so much, but at the same time, like, you can do one thing and piss me off and then we're gonna break up, which is very toxic. Like, I'm definitely not trying to normalize any of this, but it's just so real because I don't think anyone's relationship is that perfect. And no guy should ever call you a bitch. So when she said, when you get angry, I'm all kinds of bitches, it's like relatable because like I've been there and it's not fucking cute. It's not okay. Like, I'll fucking stab you. But it happens and yeah that shit gets messy especially for someone that doesn't let that shit slide which you shouldn't but yeah just any kind of name calling is fucked up but it happens like if you don't get a hold on your anger like that can really tear a relationship apart so meditate or something I don't know like I know I got anger issues and um maybe one day I'll do an episode about that because that is really important getting your anger under control in a relationship like you for sure got to be with someone that knows how to like calm you down but also like don't push it because they'll get tired of it real quick you know and I love the idea of just cognitive dissonance I don't love the idea of it I hate it like it's really fucking annoying but it's just so true like it's wild that you can really love someone and then just like in the flip of a switch just go to fucking hating their guts so quickly that you forget how much you love each other like where your pride just like comes and like no one wants to apologize it sucks but it's real And that's definitely more like on the immature love, toxic side, but let's not pretend like we ain't all been there once or twice. And if you haven't, good for you. We love a smart, self-aware human. So the chorus is, it ain't easy, but kissing you is easy. Making love is easy, but loving you ain't easy. Said loving you ain't easy. I really thought it would be, but loving you ain't easy. And yeah, that shit is the truth. Like, people have to glorify all, like, the beautiful parts of being in a relationship. And I think when you're, like, lonely or when you're single and, like, looking or whatever it is, you can get so caught up in just idealizing those portions of love that you forget that it's it's a lot. Being in a relationship requires a lot of work, a lot of self-discipline and just, like, commitment, loyalty, and just mental fucking energy It's not easy and I know people say that love should be easy and I think they just mean that in the aspect that you have to find the person where like you guys mesh when it comes to the way you think and forgiveness and loyalty, all those things. Like yeah, it should be easy when it's with the right person but I think regardless, it's not no walk in the park and that's why when they say love is easy, it's pretty much just saying like find someone that makes it worth it like if it's so fucking hard that it's like draining and not even worth it then yeah like that's to a point where you guys need to break up for real but like a lot of things aren't easy and it doesn't mean you have to give up a lot of things are hard but also those things that are hard are worth it like conquering those things makes you feel more full if trying to conquer love in a relationship with someone is not leaving you more full that's when you gotta let it go There's a difference for sure. Like I never want to glorify like no toxic ass love. There has to be 
constant growth and just consistency in like effort on both your sides, you know? And then verse two, she says, three years and we have one fight. It's over. You packed your things. We broke up. And even though I asked you to go, I keep coming home to empty house like fuck. What the fuck? And waking up like man. Let me pop a Zan, trying not to fall apart, doing everything I can, and I know it's what's best. But it hurts the worst. It's a competition seeing who gonna call who first. So this is definitely that messy love, like that hurt people, hurt people vibe that like you should definitely try to avoid at all costs. But that line, I keep coming home to empty house like fuck, that hits for sure. And like, I've never lived with a partner. But, like, I think about it all the time and, like, how fucking horrible that must be when, like, you're fighting and you can't get space. Or, like, if it gets so bad that they leave, oh, my God, like, being all alone and, like, being, like, when are they going to come home? Which is fucked up. Like, all flip. I see, like, shows or movies all the time when, like, they get in a fight and, like, the dude will just go out and not come home at night. Uh-uh. Hell no. Nah. Your shit will be in the street burnt to a crisp. That shit's not cool. Like, there needs to be limits. Like, yeah, you can be angry, but you shouldn't be doing shit like that where you're making your partner stay up all night worried. Like, where the fuck are you? Who are they with? What are they doing? You know? Like, you gotta get a hold on that shit. Because every time you fight like that, it's just damage done to the relationship that you can't undo. And, like, yeah, it might have felt good in the moment to, like, win in this little battle, but... You're going to lose the war doing bullshit like that because no one's going to want to fucking put up with that long term. So really, you're just playing yourself. And actually, in the interview that I referenced earlier, it was on ratedrnb.com. And they have like little quotes from her for every song in the album. And for Ain't Easy, she said, the song is self-explanatory. Like, this shit is just difficult trying to be the human that I want to be but also every day waking up and dealing with another human being. So that's a really good line and like a really good way to look at living with someone. Just the fact that you don't really ever get to be alone and you have to really learn to live with somebody and just know them to their core and just be completely comfortable being yourself around them and knowing how to really communicate and deal with people's antics. Like, I know I'm going to be really hard to live with when I ever live with a boyfriend because I'm pretty nitpicky. I'm very much just like I do things my way. I like things my way. Like, I'm that annoying person that's like, don't touch my shit and like put it back exactly how it was, which to me, I don't feel like that's asking for a lot, but like I'll be that way with my sister, like when we share a bathroom. I get so caught up in thinking that like my way is like the way even though I feel like my way is the best way anyway but like you know I gotta be real and understand like everyone probably thinks that way so I don't know compromise man that's gotta be huge and um that's why you really have to love someone because I ain't about to compromise for someone that I don't fucking love like I gotta be willing to die for you in order to like change up my ways so I ain't living with just anybody and yeah, that's it. It's like three minutes long, but I don't know why it feels just super short to me. Just because like the lyrics are pretty just self-explanatory, just straight to it. But yeah, don't forget to DM me or email me simpinafterdark at gmail.com with your most favorite date you've ever been on. You know, something like really cute that someone has been very thoughtful about, like really planned out, like just like the best date ever. Just because I'm interested and I should talk about some mushy shit, right? Like, it's simping after dark. Um, it's been a minute. But, you know, like, until this world is fucking perfect for all my queens out there, I'm gonna keep complaining. 
or if like that's what you want to call it complaining you know and I've had like more than one person be like dang like you hate on guys a lot on the podcast and like to me it's just not hating on guys like I literally just call out shitty behavior from shitty men so yeah like I have no problem putting a great man on a pedestal like a great man is hard to come by so like I love a great man but that doesn't mean that there's not like some really ancient men out there so I'm gonna keep talking about it because you know I gotta look out for any of my queens out there that are in shitty situations or that have been through it too and that like to just kind of dissect it and get into it like real life I'll upload clips from the podcast to TikTok and so many girls are like wow, I would have never thought of it this way or like I never realized or like, wow, this helped me understand like what I've been through. Like, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna keep fucking doing this. Like if I can help any person, then I just don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. And I literally don't care if men are like crying. Like if the shoe fits, you know, self-reflect. That's it. And like I said, like it's been more than one person that has mentioned it to me. So like, I promise I'm not like, saying this specifically to one person because someone like just reached out the other day so I don't want them to feel like it's just at them like you're not the only one trust me like you know like I want everyone to like be in love like in a healthy love and be with a good partner so like it's not like I want everyone to hate each other or like everyone to fucking turn on men and hate men like I want men to do better and I want women to better themselves and just heal so that everyone can just be at a good place and then I can stop talking about it all right, so what is next here? I'm thinking Pick Me Patrol. Let's get into it. Um, I have a couple just because I had some for last week that I was going to do, but I kind of just ran out of time. I didn't want to like go super over an hour. I'm not sure if you guys like episodes that are longer or if like an hour is pretty good. Let me know if you have a preference. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, so the first one There was a tweet where a girl was like, men really love a family-oriented woman. And like, that's fine, whatever. It's it's kind of bordering on pick me because, you know, it's giving off that vibe. Like, "Mm, I love family. Men love women that love family, so therefore love me. (laughs) But whatever. But then I was like looking at the replies and you, it really solidifies that it's like a pick me moment when all the men are in there saying misogynistic shit. So what do you know? There's men under there like, yeah, I don't want no boss woman. Like, excuse me? What do you, what? You don't. So then of course, all my queens were like, okay, like, thank you for knowing your place then because boss women don't fucking want you, insecure men that can't handle a woman on her own shit. That was funny, made my day, love when I don't have to step in. And I actually will very rarely step in on Twitter. There is not enough characters that I could type out that would like help me get my point across. That's why I fucking do the podcast because I could just fucking rant, you know? And that's why I like TikTok too, because if there's something that I really want to address, I could talk for one to three minutes, or actually now there's freaking 10 minute videos on TikTok, which is kind of wild. I mean, obviously if you don't want to watch it, keep scrolling, but I kind of get it. They're trying to compete with YouTube and TikTok's algorithm is really great. So I probably would rather be on TikTok seeing what kind of 10 minute videos pop up versus YouTube, but I digress. So yeah, women were just like, okay, like explain, what do you mean? And then, of course, men, like, you ask them to explain and it just gets worse. Like, this guy was like, 
I just don't want a woman that's like independent because if a woman is too independent, then that means she probably won't be family oriented. Like why would I pick a woman that's independent when I'm trying to start a family, you know? Which just makes zero fucking sense. So I asked him, I was like, okay, so are men that are family oriented also considered not independent? And he didn't reply all of a sudden, of course, who could have fucking guessed? Because, like, you just sound so fucking stupid. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Because I know no fucking man on earth that's over here talking about, like, I need a family-oriented woman that's not independent and not a boss. None of those men are going to sit there and say, like, yeah, I'm not independent because I have a family. I am a dad. I'm family-oriented, so therefore I'm not independent. None of those men are going to fucking fess up to not being independent. So it's just like they don't think things through before just fucking saying it. And it's just so embarrassing. And then there's girls over there like agreeing like, oh, they're just trying not to understand you. Oh my God, go away, please. Like why do girls like that exist? Like I promise you it's okay to be independent, to be a boss, to have a career, and to have a family, like, all in due time. But that's why you have to, like, find the right partner that's going to support you so that you can both have your careers if that's what you want. Or that if you want to take time off to raise a kid till they're, like, five, six, seven, or however long till they start school, someone, someone that can support you financially and emotionally, all of those things. But for, like... Men to say I don't want an independent woman is just so fucking weird and just girls feeding into that are just embarrassing as hell. But that reminds me of another tweet I had seen at underscore incandescent. She said, honestly, as women, we can't win. If we want a provider, then we're lazy leeches. If we have a career and want our own money, we're too masculine and don't care about family. Child, anyway, every decision is wrong, so just live for yourself. Uh, yeah period. She's 100% right. Like, there's literally no right way to go about shit. Like, if you're an independent, career-oriented, quote-unquote, boss babe, then you're too masculine and therefore men don't want you and they don't want to start a family with you because their egos are just, like, threatened at the possibility of you, like, being able to get shit on your own, I guess. I don't fucking know. They think a woman having a career won't have enough time for a family, but they're allowed to have a career and have their little bit of time be enough for a family. Like, it's just such a huge double standard. Like, men expect women to give, like, 90% of their life to the children, and they can still have a career, but as long as they can still give their all to the children... But men can have a career and just come sprinkle dinkle 5% of effort and like that's all good. They think they just have to provide financially and that it's all good. Like that's all they need to do, which is false. Like fathers need to be there emotionally as well, among other things. But like women are expected to give in so many areas and it just makes no sense. And I don't know how people come up with these things or who said it was okay. Like why is all of this like normal? And then the other side of that is like women that are like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to be taken care of, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that sounds great, right? But then men are like, oh no, because you're fucking lazy now. You want to live off a man. Now you're going to be expected to do 100% of like the domestic house shit. So just be careful picking a partner if you're going to be stay-at-home wife, mom, girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, people can switch up real quick and I have other tweets to fucking explain all that too. Because I feel like that's been like a theme a lot that I have seen on social media lately is like, is people kind of like 
demystifying the idea of being a stay-at-home girlfriend or mom or wife. Because for a minute there, there was, like, a bunch of videos on TikToks of girls, like, glorifying it. And, like, I was jealous. Like, that shit sounds beautiful. Just sitting at home, waking up whenever or, like, you know, waking up, making coffee for your man. And then he goes to work and then you go fucking work out, do yoga, whatever the fuck it is. Water your plants, take the dog for a walk, do fun projects, paint a fucking painting. I don't know. All these things. It sounds fucking great in theory. But realistically... There are men or just partners, people in general, that will take advantage of you being that in that position if you are, like, completely dependent on them financially. So, once again, don't pick a man that is misogynistic or that has these, like, really old-school values, like machista values or misogynistic values because they will switch up. So, yeah, it just it seems like you can't win. So just do what you want to do for yourself. Live your life. Like, go get that career. Go find a good man to take care of you or a good partner to take care of you. If that's what you want to do is stay at home. But be smart about it. Like, make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. Have money stashed for, like, an emergency, like, exit plan. Or make sure you're getting money from him so that you can invest that into something. Make sure you have passive income somewhere or, like, a business on the side just investing. Not just, like, spending the money, you know? Because if you want to be able to leave, you better be able to leave. It's sad how many women are stuck because they have no money. Because they live with the guy. He pays for every fucking thing. It's just scary. Yeah, so the tweets I was talking about, at Gab the Gem, she said, My ex wanted me to quit bottle service so bad, he told me he'd pay my bills. I ended up quitting, and one day when I asked him for the bill money, he said, Is that all you want from me? I was back on the schedule that same weekend. Don't even worry about it, big dog. So that's just self-explanatory. That's what I, that's what I meant when I said, like, they will switch up on you real quick. And, like, I think that specifically has more to do with, like, dating a guy that's insecure. Where, like, if he met you while you're doing bottle service or stripping or just, like, cocktail waitressing. Anything like that where, like, you're having to interact with other men and you're looking good. If you're dating a guy that's insecure that can't handle that, he's probably going to get you to quit at some point. He's going to want you to quit. He's going to bother you until you quit or switch jobs, which sadly you won't make as much money switching from jobs like that to like a quote unquote decent job in a man like that's eyes. So if a guy ever is trying to have you quit your job that you were working while he met you, leave his ass please. And then some guy was like, maybe he just wanted you to get another job. He didn't state he was going to take care of you and all your bills. (sighs) So yeah, he can't read. What's new? And then someone was like, laugh my ass off. Reminds me of when I was a stripper and my ex hated that I was entertaining other men for money. For one, I'm not quitting my job because of a little man's insecurities. And second, he couldn't even afford to pay for two even though he tried to claim he could. So she's talking about how, like, even if he would have offered to pay for her bills, he wouldn't be able to afford to. So, man, like, let her make her money. Leave her alone. You met her how you met her, so why are you tripping now, you know? And then this one dweeb was like, maybe he thought you was selling yourself short. A real man wouldn't want his potential wife stripping. It's a hundred ways to make money. Bottle service, cool, but that shouldn't be your main income. Uh... A real man wouldn't want his potential wife stripping. 
So he got with this girl, and that's his girlfriend, but that wasn't his potential wife then. So why would you even date someone that's not a potential wife? And if you don't think that how she is now is potentially wifey, then why are you trying to change her to be something that she's not if in your eyes anyone that does that is already not wifey material, quote-unquote? It just makes no sense. Like, there's no logic here. And then he went on to talk about how it's not a job, it's a hustle. What? Oh my god. Like, if I'm sorry, if you're doing work and you're getting paid, that's a job. So, sheesh. Like, dudes like this literally just want to, like, bag a girl and then just completely change her. It's so weird. And it reminds me of another tweet. I, I didn't even screenshot it. I literally was just so, like, grossed out. I just scrolled. But some dude was basically just like, oh, like, you have to see if a woman is tameable to see if she's a wifey. Basically just saying, like, it's like a test. Like, if you can tame her, she's wifey. If you can't tame her then she's a hoe, basically. Like, don't wife her. And, uh, like, do you know the definition of tame? Like, that word is so fucking weird to be using when you're talking about women. So I looked up the definition of tame just so we can all be clear. It means to domesticate an animal or of a person willing to cooperate or derogatory, not exciting, adventurous, or controversial. Or make less powerful and easier to control. Like, that's fucking weird if you're using the word tame in regards to women at all. Like, you think, like, she's a fucking animal. You don't want her to be exciting, adventurous, or controversial. Like, you literally just want someone to sit there, look cute, and do whatever the fuck you say. Get a dog. And I feel bad even saying that because dogs deserve better. Although, that is what you do with dogs. You train them, you tame them, and, like, you trying to treat a woman like that is twisted seek help so that's really just like a good way to like see what men you should avoid is just like look at the language they use when they're talking about women look at the way they talk about women that they don't deem respectable that like they think shouldn't get respect like if they talk about women that do sex work as like less than human don't don't talk to a guy like that that is like the most telling shit ever and it just shows that he'll be quick to switch up on you if you are just like less than perfect or less than tame in his eyes one day and once you become subhuman to a guy like that your life could literally be in danger which brings me to my let me explain segment so i'm gonna talk about some things from kind of the last episode a little bit uh, I posted the clip about the Chloe and Kim conversation on TikTok and somebody made a comment saying Chloe is Cassie and that shit is so spot on because like in that situation it's like yeah like Kim who was like no what the fuck you're tripping like really you're like flipping out over band-aid like that's like Maddie setting down her foot or whatever although it's like not good to be either one of these girls in this position it's like at least put your foot down right Chloe, on the other hand, that's like, well, you should have just did that, like, blah, 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 if it makes them feel loved. That's Cassie. And that's why Nate was, like, done with Maddie and wanted to be with Cassie, at least for the time, without Maddie knowing. Just because, like, she was so easy to be with, so submissive, so just, like, would go out of her way to do anything for him. 
And like, yeah, you can get a dude like that easily. Men love a girl like that. But like, at what cost? Like, why would you even want to be like that? And like, I understand that it's just kind of how maybe you're raised or how you're socialized or like trauma. I think that's mostly trauma being a people pleaser, like growing up and like feeling like you had to walk on eggshells to like not piss people off or whatever it is, which is sad. But that's why I want to like talk about it because you really have to break out of that mentality. Like you really have to just think about it every single day, like change your behaviors little by little. Because, like, if you're just talking about, like, oh, my guy got mad because I got him a band-aid and he wanted a different color one and turned into a whole fight, like, seemingly it's, like, not a big deal. Some people are, like, just get the band-aid. But you really have to think about the bigger picture for a lot of these things. Like, step back and be, like, okay, he's doing this now, but let me pay attention. Like, how often does he do this? How often am I having to, like, succumb to his every, like, need So that it's not a fucking fight. That ain't no way to live. And I think like a good way to go about this early on in a relationship specifically, but I think you could kind of do this at any point if you feel like you might be getting taken advantage of if you are like starting to question like, am I a people pleaser, you know? I think a good way is to just literally set boundaries. Just say no, like for something. Because someone like that, if they're dating you because you're a people pleaser, they're probably just used to you saying yes to everything, doing everything they say. So, like, I need you to just say no and see how they react. Like, especially, like, early on in a relationship, like, this is how you'll probably weed out, like, a narcissist, is just say no and see how they react. If they flip the fuck out, that's a big-ass bright red flag. But if they can handle that and they respect your boundary, then that's a good sign. That's a green flag. So look at me being positive. Green flags if they can respect your boundaries. And then like if anyone's still confused or thinks I'm like reading too much into it, I'll explain like what's the proper way to handle it because people are like, you could just get a band-aid. It's not a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. I understand that there is different color band-aids, especially if you're darker skin. It's valid to like want a band-aid that matches your skin tone. Like I 100% understand that. But there's ways to go about things. It easily could have been like, oh, in the future, it'd be nice, like, if you had different toned band-aids, you know? And then she could, like, make a note and, like, have her housekeeper or shopper or whatever get those color band-aids for the future. But he should have never started a whole fight about it and made her try to do it, like, then and there. Like, demanding someone to do something, like, then and there is just pushy as fuck. It's weird. Like, just think about, like, if you were, like, two kids and, like, one of them was like, now, I need this now, and throwing a tantrum. Like, that wouldn't be okay. So why is it okay when it's an adult? Like, he's acting like a literal child. In the same way you could just tell kids, like, you know, okay, next time we'll do this, blah, blah, blah. It should be the same for grown-up people. And they were, like, married, so, like, I don't understand, like, were they not living together? Like, why is he acting like she's, like, a stay-at-home mom that does all the shopping herself. Like, why doesn't he buy himself the Band-Aids if, like, he knows, you know? It's just weird all around. I don't know all the details, but you know me. I gotta read into shit and make it a whole thing. Oh, another thing I wanted to talk about was applying pressure. You know, the whole idea of applying pressure. Like, you see it all the time, especially girls talking about, like, oh, I need a guy to apply pressure, like, if he's taking me seriously or, like, if he wants me or whatever. 
I think a lot of people are kind of confused on what that means. I seen this tweet. This girl said, if a woman makes you apply pressure, she does not like you. She is really waiting on the man she really likes to fuck up, but you're going to do all the shit he is supposed to be doing in the meantime. Don't fall for it. Full of shit. I feel like the tweet doesn't even really make sense, but like, I was like trying to understand it because I'm like, what do you, like you made a whole thought. You must have thought it was like a complete thought. I'm just confused though, but I'm kind of like, it just feels like she doesn't understand what that means. Apply pressure. Because in general, when people are talking about apply pressure, it's like you just want to see that someone like likes you for real and isn't just trying to like be like, oh, hey, beautiful, like, let me take you out, be my girlfriend, and then just like being like, okay, you know, because anyone can say anything. I think this is basically saying that you want someone's actions to match up their words. That's basically what applying pressure means. Because you know how many guys are just like, oh, I want you, baby okay and prove it you know that's that's basically all that means apply pressure so I really don't know what she was going on about and I think especially in like dating apps which like I I can't do them they have never been my thing but I know a lot of you guys fuck with them I know people have met like their freaking husbands and wives on there so like I can respect it it's not for me but I think especially on dating apps where a lot of people are there just to like hook up you really do need someone to apply pressure. As a woman, you need someone to apply pressure if you're looking for a relationship and not just a fling because anyone can just be like, oh, let's go get coffee or like, let's go get drinks or whatever. And then you go, you hook up and then they never talk to you again. And it's like, yeah, because you made it way too fucking easy for them. And like, I'm not saying that it should be like this chasing cat and mouse game none of that bullshit or like pretending like you don't like them, like faking it, suppressing your feelings. Fuck all that. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think that a man should apply pressure or whoever is doing the courting should apply pressure. I'm not saying girls shouldn't like do cute shit for the guy too to show that they love him or that they like him or want to be with him. But I'm talking about like in the courting segment of getting with someone you can't just, like, get with the first dude to be, like, hey, <laughs> and then, like, you're just so, like, desperate for, like, anyone that you just, like, fall for it. Like, let them show you that they want you. Like, let them bring you flowers on the first date. Like, let them pick you up, come to your door, whatever it is. Like, open your car door. Like, it's really just being a gentleman and then just, like, making it be known that they want you. Like, a woman wanting a guy to apply pressure doesn't mean that she doesn't like you. Because if a girl doesn't like you, you'll know. And then if you're applying pressure, that's just creepy. Like, I think you should only apply pressure if you know that a girl likes you. Just because out of the kindness of your heart, you want her to know that you really fuck with her and that you're really taking her seriously. It's so easy for a guy to just be like, let's go meet up here and like go on like a little cheap date. But if a guy really wants you and he wants to show you, he's gonna be more thoughtful about, like, your first date. Because, like, why do you want me? Just because I was the first person to match with you or because you thought it was cute? You know, like, I think girls just want to know that you specifically want them and aren't just settling for anyone that said yes. That's what applying pressure means, to me at least, but I mean, if you guys have, like, a different idea about it, let me know. All right, and lastly, euphoria, spoiler spoiler alert um 
I guess I'm not going to be doing too many spoiler alerts, but basically like the biggest thing is uh, Maddie finally got to Cassie. That was the best shit ever. Like the most satisfying like part of the whole season probably. I'm not going to talk about whether the season finale or season in general was great or not. You know, like I don't really like to like shit on anything like I felt so bad when people were like oh my god like Elliot's song like blah 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 like was it too long yes but I'm not gonna sit there and like trash it because first of all Zendaya and Labyrinth wrote it so like it's just her like exercising her producer powers I don't know and obviously like it was her idea like she came to Elliot and wanted him to do it so I just like feel bad people dragging him But trust me, I agree. That song was way too long. Like, he kept just, like, going. I kept thinking it was over and it kept going. But the song was really cute, you know? The lyrics were cute and it was just him expressing himself to her. I liked the finale. Like, there's definitely some things that were unanswered, but, like, we'll get it in the next season, obviously. But I'm very happy that the whole Cassie Maddie thing came to that, like, climax. Like, when she ran up on the fucking stage and said, this bitch needs to be put down, I screamed and just her slapping her and freaking pushing her up against the fucking wall was hilarious. And then seeing Cassie with, like, blood on her nose was, like, finally. And then, who was it that said, it was Fez. He said, sometimes people need to get their feelings hurt for Lexi to feel better about, like, the possibility of people being upset about her play. And that is some real fucking shit. I feel it because, yeah, some people do need to get their feelings hurt. Like, Cassie needed a wake-up call, and I don't even think this woke her up. Like, it just made her fucking be psycho. But I don't... Like, she's about to probably be in this relationship with Nate for, like, a minute. And I low-key feel like Maddie felt, like, a sense of relief seeing Cassie be so down bad and like upset and when she like said like oh Nate actually broke up with me right before like I went up on stage and then Maddie was like don't worry like this is just the beginning I loved that for her she's finally like out of that like she is done with him like that cycle is cut and sometimes it does take shit to get out of something like that it does take something that's just out of your hands like an outside force to push you out of it. So Cassie doing all that was like a blessing in disguise because we all want better for Maddie, right? And it sucks that Cassie is going to have to go through this, but like you really do have to just go through shit yourself sometimes in order to learn the lesson. It's sad and I hope that she does grow from it after, but we'll see where season three picks up. I don't know if it's going to be like years later or like right after I'm excited is it actually not coming back till 2024 I keep seeing stuff about that and I'm scared that sucks (sighs) but I can't wait and I'm glad we at least got to see that even though there was other like shit that were like what is gonna happen yeah so now I'm pretty much just I've been so behind on like attack on titan I'm barely gonna start season four um I'm gonna start snowfall and what else tv wise nothing really i can talk about on here but if there's anything like worthy of like simping material maybe just let me know and i can watch it and talk about it or even like a movie or something because i like you know supplementary media and info to get into to help us dive into shit all right y'all thanks for tuning in and as far as the hoodies just same thing like it's all out of my hands right now so i'm really just like waiting so thank you guys for your patience again 
and just stay tuned on my Instagram. I will definitely update there and post and let it be known. I'll make a whole fucking announcement so you don't miss it. Yeah, shout out to Wild 7 Studios and make sure to go follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and then I also have a playlist just called Simpin' After Dark by Ashley with two Ys M91 on Spotify where I add songs that I talk about in the episode and other songs, possible future songs. Alright, but I'll see you guys next time.